absolutely pissing down here in Australia, so as a gardener, that really throws a spanner in the works, but what it does mean is that I can record episode 24 of my Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. G'day guys, my name's Eero, welcome to the show. Um, I'm talking, so we've, okay, think back, we've done, so break down my name, Imperial Rebel Orc, we've done the Imperial Guard part, we've done the Orc part, now it's time for the Rebel part. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. As you advance on the path to glory, you will witness many, many horrors and experience terrible revelations. Yet no single truth will test you more than the knowledge that the source of these abominations lies within your own hearts. Oh, creepy stuff. So chaos, space marines, chaos, cultists, rebels, traitor guard. Ah, just conjures up so many images, doesn't it? Um, I, look, me as a person, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, Yeah, used to very much not like rules. Um, Very much broke rules in all sorts of ways. Some I can disclose, some I cannot disclose. Um, but yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was a bad kid. I wasn't evil. I didn't go out and, you know, intentionally hurt anyone or anything like that. But uh, let's just say I was a little bit more than mischievous. Got myself into trouble a little bit, all right? Um, so, and in growing up, you know, I always like watching movies and stuff like that. I always liked the bad guys. Darth Vader, for example, is my favourite Star Wars character, closely followed by Darth Maul. Um, you know, Luke's, I mean, yes, great, the, the good guys won in the end, and, yep, Luke Skywalker, you know, he's, um, don't, you know, I won't say too loud what I think of Luke Skywalker, but Han Solo, brilliant character, brilliant, cool guy, he was kind of a little bit of an anti-hero at the beginning. Anyway, let's not start talking about Star Wars, otherwise we'll go down a rabbit hole that it will never return from. Um, (laughs) What I'm saying is, I've always erred on the side of um, the bad guys and the rebels, and I mean, let's face it, rebels could have been... Uh, the American colonials in the Indo- in the War of Independence in the 1700s, they were classed as rebels because they were going against, you know, the Brits and all that kind of thing and what the Brits wanted to do. Now, if they hadn't have done that, they we wouldn't have what we have with America today. So uh, rebels can be a good thing. And I'm going back to Star Wars, of course, the rebels there, the rebel scum. Um, you know, they were good guys, really, but they were rebelling against the system. So therefore... You know, yes, I <laughs> might be um, more of a fan of the dark side, but um, I don't know. I think, yeah, sometimes the, a little bit of bad can turn into a little bit of good. I hope that makes sense. So when I got back into the hobby five years ago or so, uh, I started to explore all the factions because I really didn't know much about any of them and I still don't proclaim to be overly knowledgeable on all of them. But 
I was immediately drawn to the Imperial Guard. Then it was very much the Orcs. But then I started to dabble in the dark side. <laughs> I started to explore chaos. And I, I think it wasn't long after I got back into the hobby that the Chaos Cultists were released. Um, and they, oh, what a kit. What a, what a great kit just on its own. But what a great kit to use for kit bashing and, and conversions. Such a cool kit. By far my favorite model from that kit was the leader type guy with the long coat. I think it was sleeveless, but it had the big collar. Um, he had a shotgun in one hand and a, like a, a chipped and mangled sword in the other hand. And he had like a, almost like a Hannibal Lecter type mask, if memory serves me right, and, some, and a crazy hairdo. Like, yeah, oh, such a cool model and, model and very, very much uh, a leader. Like you couldn't help but look at him and go, he has to be the leader. I don't think you can get that kit anymore, actually. I know you can't from Games Workshop at least. But I think you can still get the quick fit snap together kit where you get four or five models in there. So if you're keen to have a look go and, and, and you don't know what I'm talking about, go go check those out. They're a lot of fun to, um, yeah, just tinker with and they were fun to paint as well, actually. I've still got more to paint, to be honest. A lot of the Chaos Cultists that I bought back then, um, I merged into a Wasteland um, Traitor Guard army. Um, it's, yeah, just, just heavy infantry, a lot of infantry, a lot of just really crazy, scary dudes with, you know, um, Chaos Iconography. Is that the right word? Iconography? Um, yeah, they've got splashes of red on them, like red war paint and white war paint. And yeah, they're a sort of a mixed bag. And there's like obviously Imperial Guard bits in there as well, helmets and backpacks and stuff like that. Um, but they all look very traitor guard, very chaos. And yeah, I quite like them. I've got, I keep meaning to get back into them actually. For me, it was just the parallel opposite of the clean-cut Imperial Guard. So what better, you know, I, I've always been a fan of, uh, a fan of uh, infantry, so what better army to go against than sort of the same kind of people, like humans, but they're twisted and some of some some of the time they're sort of mutated or um, they replace their arms with um, you know swords or something. And yeah, I just thought I love the human element in the Traitor Guard, and the fact that they've just, yeah, turned against the God Emperor and gone, nah, screw you guys. We want to go over to this side because they know how to party. They know how to be cannibals and, and drink and have a good time, whereas you Imperial Guard lot, you've got to bow down and you're just servants and slaves to the Emperor. But us, we're going to go nuts and we're going to live a little. Now, that, <laughs> that, definitely, uh, that definitely appealed to me. So therefore, yeah, I went hell for leather with, with making some, some chaos cultists and traitor guard. Now, in more recent times, there's been um, newer versions from Games Workshop for Traitor Guard, such as the uh, Blackstone Fortress releases and things like that. To be honest, they're not... They're, they're cool. I do like them, but they're not really grabbing me. Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't feel overly inspired with them, to be honest, and I kind of like the old ones a little bit more. But, yeah, I've still got some, and I'm still going to tinker around, around with them and all that kind of thing. But my uh, plan for the hopefully not too far distant future is... I think I might have mentioned it in a previous episode, but I've got a whole bunch of Death Core of Krieg. Um, 
uh, miniatures and tanks and stuff like that, and they're all going to be, yeah, recruited into my traitor guard army, which I think will eventually, if I can, if I can nail what I'm picturing in my mind, I think they'll look pretty bloody awesome. Um, definitely corn red is going to be like a, a key feature, the colour is what I'm referring to. I guess similar to the orcs to a certain extent, I feel like you can have free reign with the traitor guard. You can, well, you know, with the rebels and the, the cultists, you can, as far as how you paint them, how you convert them, like I mentioned before, cutting off an arm and replacing it with a sword kind of works for a traitor guard army because they're all twisted um, by chaos, you know? So so they're all, they, they can be mutated and, and yeah, and just pure evil looking. And I think that really ticks a big box for me. Then I sort of uh, started to explore um, Age of Sigma or Warhammer Fantasy chaos uh, factions, um, and like the like for, for instance the Marauders. I was always a big fan of those guys um, because they're very barbaric looking, and that appealed to me because I always loved like you know movies like Conan and cartoons like He Man. So you know these big, scary, barbaric, berserker-type guys um, with big kick-ass axes and swords and shields. Yeah, I thought that's really, really cool. And then it wasn't too long after that that the... Uh, I always get... Is it the Blood Reapers or the Blood Reavers? I think it was the Blood Reavers, that release. Oh, man, they are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And a good size, chunky miniatures and lots of bits to play around with. That, yeah, that kit just blew my mind. I think it was, uh, I think there was like f a box of 40 that was released and I think I got two of those, to be honest. And I got a whole bunch of like uh, blister packs and stuff too. And I've, I've built everything. I built everything as soon as I got it and I've base coated everything and it, they're still just sitting there. And I really, <laughs> it's another one of the many projects that I need to, you know, dive back into head first and, and get some paint on those guys. The idea for those guys is to have them quite pale pretty much like, you know, the, the, the box art, they were pale and then they had the red because I'm pretty sure they were like, they worshipped corn, the the chaos god corn, um, not the band corn. Um, so, so my idea is to go very pale skin, but use black armor rather than red armor. Go with like a black chipped armor, and I want the pale skin to um, be almost, if I can, almost be translucent. So have sort of a uh, a very pale, bluey, red tinge to it and veiny, if I can, if I can achieve that. If you know how I can achieve that, then please let me know. But I'm thinking to mix, you know, um, some like a red wash with a blue wash to get me a, a sort of a purpley kind of icky, yucky, sickly kind of skin tone, if that makes sense. And of course, there'll be lots of spatterings of blood and skulls and gore, um, just because I think if you're going to go barbarian, then you can't go, you know, nice barbarian. You've got to go, yeah, full tilt barbarian. <laughs> Not long after that, I started to explore the Chaos Space Marines. Now, they're obviously the the mirror image of your clean-cut, um, well, warped mirror image, I suppose, of your clean-cut space marine. So you've got a nice shiny blue ultramarine, and then you've got 
the opposite, the parallel opposite with the Chaos Space Marine, the dark, twisted, evil-looking, looking Space Marine. And I think, yeah, they're so much more fun to look at. They really are. Much like the Trader Guard, I found that with Chaos Space Marines, it's kind of cool to be um, cr more creative with them adding spikes and i mean it obviously depends i suppose what god they're following but i think i think i naturally lean towards the chaos god corn um he's the what is he the god lord of battle so <laughs> yeah that 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 definitely appeals for me initially i made only a small army of chaos warriors um had a lot of fun doing them but then i don't know i kind of kind of lost interest in them in a bit in those particular ones um i'm not sure why i have to i'll have to dig those out and and have a look at them again but i did in more recent times get my hands on the new release of uh chaos models chaos space marine models and obviously being bigger and more dynamic like they just they they look so cool i haven't tinkered around with them yet i haven't even opened the box to be honest but i but from images i've seen online and other people what they've done with them on instagram and things like that um yeah really cool i am i am definitely looking forward to getting stuck into those with exploring uh chaos space marines it wasn't long before I came across Khan the Betrayer. The Emperor needs a weapon that would never obey its own desires before those of the Imperium. He needed a weapon that would never bite the hand that feeds. The World Eaters were not that weapon. We've all drawn blades purely for the sake of shedding blood. And we've all felt the exultation of winning a war that never even needed to happen. We are not the tame, reliable pets the Emperor wanted. The wolves obey when we would not. The wolves can be trusted when we never could. They have a discipline we lack because their passions are not aflame with the butcher's nails buzzing in the back of their skulls. The wolves will always come to heal when called. In that regard, it is a mystery why they name themselves wolves. They are tame, collared by the Emperor, obeying his every whim. But a wolf does not behave that way. Only a dog does. That is why we are the World Eaters. I managed to get my hands on a, or a few years ago now, on an original Khan the Betrayer metal miniature. He had a busted foot, so he was reasonably priced, but he was the most expensive single miniature I'd bought at the time, which was about 60 bucks, I think, off eBay. Um, managed to fix up the, the foot, uh, found some other little bits of damage that weren't meant to be there, I don't believe, so I fixed those up as well with a bit of, um, what do you call it, green stuff, and a bit of uh, filing here and there. And I've got to say, he was still to this day, he was one of the best models I've painted. Now, when I look back, he's not painted the best, I don't think. I think I could probably do a little bit better now. But for the time, I think I did okay and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed painting him. I think he might have even been one of the first metal miniatures I ever painted. Um, I'm pretty certain you can find him on my blog and you can find him on Instagram. You'll have to scroll back a fair bit because I think it was about... 2017 or 2018 maybe 
I got him, and then I decided to put together a whole war band, basically, of world eaters, and got lots of bits from uh, Forge World. Um, yeah, and had a whole lot of fun. I made them very, very bloody indeed. When I look at them now, I think, yeah, I probably overdid it with the blood. But <laughs> but at the time, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself um, flicking blood on them with a toothbrush, you know, that old trick, and uh, yeah, just lathering them in blood. It was, yeah, it was good fun. I think we all have a guilty pleasure. I think whether it's eating far too much chocolate at night when everyone else is in bed, <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Um, whether it's, I don't know, like watching some trashy TV, like uh, there's a show here called Married at First Sight, which is so crap. It's so bad. But not last year, but the year before, I found myself watching it and going, it's so bad, it's kind of intriguing. Um, I haven't watched it again since because it is just a pile of crap. But at the time, I don't know, I kind of got involved and was like, oh, this guy's a dog and she's cheating on him and blah, 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 you know. Believe me, I surprised myself watching that. But it was, you know, I, what I'm saying is we've all got that uh, in us where we go, oh, I shouldn't do this, but I probably will because it's not really going to hurt anyone. Who cares? It's just, it's just a guilty pleasure. I think for me, chaos is that guilty pleasure as well in the model world. So I enjoy painting pretty much everything and anything. And I definitely, uh, like I've said before, err on the side of the dark stuff, like the more macabre, twisted, evil stuff. Um, and I think that's why. I think because like it's so not my life. My life's good. It's happy. It's fun. It's bright. It's full of great people. So, yeah, jumping into that. Now, the same reason why I love horror movies, because you can watch a drama and a romantic comedy and have a laugh and all that kind of thing, but when you're watching something that gets under your skin or makes you repel and be like, oh, my God, it's disgusting or whatever, there's still that morbid fascination, you know, with it. It's, it's yeah, it's uh, an inherent thing, I think, in all humans that we we do have a slight bloodlust. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean we're all going to go out and kill people. Not at, all, not at all. Of course not. But, you know, when you drive past a car accident, you can't help but sort of turn your head to look. And you can write it off as like, oh, just seeing if everyone's okay. But I think part of us, there's something primeval that we kind of go, what what's happened? And like, sure enough, if we do see something horrible, we're going to be like, oh my God, that's horrible. But it's the kind of the same reason why we watch the news. You know, like, news is bad. It's There's lots of bad things going on in the world, but we still feel the need to sit down and watch it unfold before our very eyes in the comfort of our own home. Um, I'm, I don't know. I could, <laughs> I could go on. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to rant. But what I'm saying is, I think, for me at least anyway, maybe I'm on my own here, with chaos and with the dark side of, of the hobby, the bad factions, let's call them the baddies, there's a real appeal there for me because it's not the norm. It's not, you know, the shiny, happy, good guys. It's the evil, twisted, bad guys. And again, it's like, well, I've got a fascination with true crime and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, <laughs> as I say, maybe I'm on my own, but I highly doubt it. I think that most people out there have got that macabre intrigue or morbid fascination with things that are, you know, a little bit dark. You see, Hero, this is exactly why you should love elves, because elves are happy little creatures that never do anything wrong 
we sing songs, we're always happy and merry and know how to have a good time. So come on, Hero, get stuck into some elves for once. The hobby spotlight this week, guys, is on an Aussie called Mike Ingram, a.k.a. Mezgeek, M-E-Z-G-I-K-E. Or maybe it's Mezgeek, I'm not sure. But I've only just discovered him in the last few months, I'd say. Um, and brilliant, oh my God, brilliant painter, brilliant hobbyist all round. Um, he's got a massive following on YouTube, massive following on Instagram. He's also got a Facebook. I don't have Facebook, but he's also. I'm, I'm sure he's got a massive following on there as well. Definitely go and check him out. He does uh, his YouTube videos are very much like uh, how to paint such and such. But by far, my favourite um, video of his to date is the um, the War Boss uh, Blood Axe um, conversion step by step sort of video. Oh, it's as a converter myself, it's so good, and he. And he really goes into so much detail. And, and for me, that's perfect because I want to know exactly how he carved the neck to make their head fit, all that kind of thing. Like some, I guess some stuff for me is self-explanatory, but he's got such a way of delivering it that even the simplest sort of stuff is engaging. And I really find that cool. Um, I also picked up a, a trick of his, um, heating up the blade, so the our scalpels, our sharpie blades, heating those up on a on a candle that you've just sort of got at hand, just sitting beside you, beside your your water cup, um, heating up the blade and slicing through plastic makes makes life much much easier. Yes, you can get the the razor saws, the hobby saws, and things like that, which are great, but if you want that really precision cut like you're a surgeon, <laughs> which is what I often need, then heating up the blade and slicing through the plastic like butter is perfect for me. He's just released a new video and, and we're talking, what are we in now? We're in July 2020. It's been a bit of a hiatus for whatever reason, um, about 10 months or so, so almost a year. So really good to see a video pop pop up in my feed of his. Uh, can't wait to watch it. I'll be watching that this evening. Um, but yeah, go check him out, guys. Uh, Mezgeek, M-E-Z-G-I-K-E, a.k.a. Mike Ingram. Look him up on Instagram. Look him up on Google Images. Look him up on YouTube, definitely. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll really enjoy what he does, especially if you're into Warhammer. Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. Okay, so what have I been up to in the beloved hobby? Well, I've been painting a couple of space marines as it happens. Now, I've gone for a very sort of dark, grim, grim dark <laughs> aesthetic with these guys. Been using muslin fabric and chains. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying this little project of mine. It's for Hellgate. It's, it's the greater picture. The bigger picture is for Hellgate project. But... These are a uh, a wandering um, wastelandish type uh, warband mercenaries, uh, ex space marines, I suppose, in a way, but using their uh, powers to and and talents to to uh, uh, make some money in the world of Hellgate. Been a lot of fun. Um, I tried a uh, <clears throat> a technique of the best way I can describe it is stamping. I'd put up some models in my blog post um, about a week or so ago, and uh, was sort of looking at them, thinking they need. Do they need something like a little icons or little uh, war paint slashes or something like that? And uh, blog followers said to me, 
yeah, maybe a little something. Majority of people said maybe a little something just to give it a bit of, uh, make it a little bit more eye-catching on the shoulder pads and stuff like that, a little bit more interest. So I got my thinking cap on and I thought maybe I could do like a, um, a stamp. So I painted, what I did was paint a little picture on my finger, my index finger, uh, of a skull and then press that onto the shoulder pad. And that failed dismally. <laughs> uh, but then I, you know, I didn't lose hope. Then I thought, okay, my finger is too sod, uh, too sod, too soft and and pad-like. It needed to be firmer. So I stole one of my daughter's pencils with a little eraser on the end, and I painted a little tiny, tiny skull in red on the end of that eraser and then press that onto the shoulder pad and it worked. It's not great, like it doesn't look, you won't look at it and go, that's that's awesome, man, wow, I'm gonna do that with every Space Marine from now on. Not at all, but it, it gave the shoulder pad a little something more. I'm sort of thinking I shouldn't have done it in red because the main color scheme of these guys is kind of like um, corn red and, and burnt umber kind of look. So, the red doesn't really stand out, but at the same time, I guess I didn't want something to be really stark, like a real contrast. So, yeah, I think it does. I think it's enough, you know, to give it a little bit more interest, but um, I think next time I'd probably go a little bit lighter or something. But anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I've been sort of tinkering with. It's been a little bit quieter on the hobby front, I've got to say, uh, because I've been um, quite quite busy with my work. Um yeah, but that's it pretty much for episode 24, fellas and, and ladies. So if you'd like to email me for any reason, you can, imperialrebelork at gmail.com. You can find my Instagram, which is imperialrebelork as well. And you can follow me on WordPress and read all my shenanigans, imperialrebelork.wordpress.com. But yep, that's it. So be good to yourselves. Um, I'll see you in episode 25. Cheers. You've been listening to The Imperial Rattle Podcast.